morning, good afternoon. I'm Bill Connor, and I'm here today again with Brittany Schindler, the GM from Rod's Japanese Auto Care. Uh, welcome, Brittany, or I should say welcome back. Uh, Sarah was going to be joining us today, but um, her voice has kind of left her. And if you know Sarah, um, she likes to be heard. So um, sign language wasn't a possibility today. So um, Brittany and I are going to take this topic on ourselves. And today we're going to take a deep dive into how, say, how to say yes to clients without creating a lot of stress and chaos in the shop. And so I'm sure this is a topic that'll be um, near and dear to a lot of service advisors' hearts for sure. And so today we're gonna to give you some really solid information to take three of the most common obstacles a service advisor struggles with every day when it comes to producing finished work, work orders as they go through the shop and keeping the clients and staff both happy at the same time. So this is kind of a balancing act that, um, you know, and I'm sure that you've all seen the picture of a service advisor having to juggle about 20 different things at a time, but that's the story of their life. So we're gonna try and reduce that a little bit. And so you're going to take away some tips for shops just like yours. So Brittany, if you're ready, what I'd like to do is, is dive in and start going down this um, obstacle course that is um, service advisor dispatching. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and start out by comparing some of the typical kinds of busy work service advisors has and how effective communication between the front and back of the shop can really eliminate or optimize these things where we can go ahead and recover some of that time and repurpose it for, you know, improving the customer experience. You and had so, that keyword there. Yeah. Communication. <laughs> yeah. Communication is key. Yeah, yeah. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and, and because you've been doing this a long time and you've actually been with auto bottles a long time, I want to try and dig back down into your memory bank and get you to the time before. And so what I'd like to do is, is think about some of the things that the service advisor that are repair order specific that they would have to go in and, and write down and then they'd have to get it right every time, hope the technician understood it and so on. So let's talk about some of the things that, you know, that are in that particular bucket. So communication, like, like you just said, helps so much with the, the flow of the day even. So when, so let's say like even when the advisor takes in a customer, right? And let's say that that customer has a concern of a noise. The, the, tech, the, sorry, the advisor needs to ask very specific questions at the drop-off or on the phone and write all those answers down. And they should know what the technician wants to know too. And you learn that over time or you learn that from your team meetings. Hey guys, let's talk about if a customer complains about a squeak noise, you know, what kind of information do you want me to get from the customer? We've had those discussions at our team meetings. What kind of information do you want? Okay, the technician said, I want the information I wanna know. Does it happen warm? Does it happen cold? Does it happen all the time? Was there previous work done to the car? Um, how long has the customer owned the car? Does it happen on, on a very specific spot in a very specific road and that's the only spot where it happens? You know, do, does the customer, park on a hill or whatever. These are all questions that my technicians have told the advisors that they want the answers to and they want them at the drop off. And what did that do? That saves so much time. Oh, customer says squeaks, right? And how many times has a technician got that out in the shop? Probably a lot of times. Customer says there's a squeak. Okay, well, I hear this and I hear that. Like, what do they mean as a squeak? 
getting all that information at the drop-off is going to take care of so much time. You're going to interrupt your technician less. He's going to interrupt the advisors less by already having all those answers. All those answers are written down on our work order. Customer sees it squeaks. It squeaks only when cold. Customer parks on a hill. No recent work done to it. They've owned the car for eight years, so they know it really well, right? Um, and then there you go. And then the technician has most information that they need to figure out exactly what's going on with the customer's concern. And they don't need to continuously ask uh, the advisor questions and the advisor doesn't have to keep calling the customer and asking the questions, which I, I only like to call our customers once and one time only, and then, and then for pickup after that. That's kind of like our rule. So let's go time. ahead and break it down into some of the things. I know in, in the shop environment, so, you know, some of the things that my technicians would actually go ahead and, and, and kind of flare up on a service advisor out is things like, you know, does this car have a wheel lock? If it does, where the hell is it in the car? Yeah. Um, do, does it, you know, does this thing, is it a no start where you should be telling me to take the jump box with me out to the car right. rather than I get to the car and now I read the paper repair order and I've got to go back and get the jump box. Yep. Was it a tow in or is this a, a car that I shouldn't even start? Cause we all know that a technician, when you give them a repair order, the first thing they do is read it from top to bottom before they just go out to the car, right? I don't yep. think that happens. So let's get into some of those things that, you know, have created bottlenecks and controversy in the shop. And then let's go ahead and, and talk through some of the visuals that we use today to go ahead and, and solve those. Well, we use the special markers for something like that. So we have a little tow truck special marker for the TVP. The technician knows, all right, it's a, it's a blue star. So the car's never been here before. Blue means new. Okay, it's been towed in. Oh, and it also says it's not safe. So all those things are like on that special marker. Everybody knows not to drive this car. You don't just go, hey, don't drive that car. You know, it's on the special marker right on the TVP for everybody to see that it's not safe to drive um, or it's a no start. So you need to bring some sort of equipment out there with you. It was towed in and it's a no start. Um, that definitely helps cut down all that time and all that question using those. And um, there's so many special markers already um, made by Auto Vitals that you can pre-use. Yeah, we're going to dig into some of them here in a little bit. And, <laughs> and so have you ever had a technician go ahead and, and get an approval to go ahead and pull a transmission out of a vehicle, knowing that not knowing that the part's not going to be there for three days and kill a wreck? Are these things also we can use these markers to go ahead and, and solve these problems? Says, um, you know, that these are some of the things that I know my guys got frustrated with. And, you know, I'm just trying to see if, if, you know, in the past, I know you don't have these problems today, but are these things that, you know, you've overcome? Yes, of course. There, yeah, there's been times where, man, we forgot to put an estimate. We forgot to put the, the RO into estimate and everything we're writing up on our side, the technician starts to do it there. Oh, sweet. They sold all this work really, really fast. I'm going to start doing it. I'm like, oh my gosh, no, no, no. Um, <laughs> we, we try to keep Every one of my advisors has a TVP up on one screen and is designated to that screen and nothing can go over it. You cannot click on any other tab. You cannot put anything, nothing goes over that at all. So they are always keeping an eye on that. But we do have a rule here that we talked about as a team that we've learned from what you just said, pulling a training out and, oh man, it's not gonna be here for three days. Why did you do that? Well, I didn't know, you know, 
communication again, and we have auto vitals, which is so nice. You didn't even have to go out there to tell them that the transmission is not going to be there for three days. You either use a special marker or you type to the technician, hey, customer approved that transmission. However, it's not going to be here till Friday. So why don't you go ahead and put the wheels back on and pull it out and we'll bring it back in, you know, on Friday to, to get it done once the part actually gets here. So there's that there's so much communication with Autovise that we can use that cuts down so much time. I think you have it in the title for the this class today. Um, how much is your technician worth per minute? Somewhere around four to five dollars per minute. How many minutes does it take for them to walk all the way across the shop to go into the office and then maybe even wait for the advisor that's talking to a customer that's talking on the phone? How many minutes is that that we're cutting down by just having that clear communication and using the tools like we have like Autobottle specifically to cut down on all that time. Just, just a quick, hey, part's not gonna be here till Friday. It took less than a minute for the advisor to write that to the technician. So let's go ahead and, and take it a little bit further. Let's talk, uh, you know, we talked about parts a little bit. We talked about, you know, other different forms of communication as far as where, you know, a wheel lock key is, what do you take out to the car with you and so on. These are all visuals that both the service rider and technician could see at a glance, mm -hmm. but, there's also in the past, there's been times in our shop where a specialized piece of equipment is needed to do a job, maybe a wheel alignment or program or a scan tool or whatever. Mm -hmm. And in the past, you know, a service rider, they go ahead and line up five cars in a row and everybody's supposed to be working on the same time for a wheel alignment. Okay. Is there something we can do using job codes and the special markers to go ahead and give us some good visuals there also? Yeah, the, the special markers. And I use the tech view on auto vitals. And that, that has tremendously helped. I know exactly what time, and I can see uh, how far the technician is. And I make sure that they're, and they, they do talk to each other. We do have a TVP screen out in the shop for the guys too. So they can see those little alignment special markers too and, and know that another guy has an alignment to do. So that cuts down on time. Hey, oh, you're almost done with that. I have a few more hours to do. So you're good on the alignment next to get that done. Um, and that's definitely cut down for efficiency too. And so some other things that I see shops use and, and I'm pretty sure you got loaner cars. Do you assign a smart marker so that you know who has what loaner car and yes. maybe what ones are still available? Yes, we do. Yep, we're like, oh man, who has it? You know, we're looking and we're looking. We're trying to go in our POS system, which is just like name, 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 and then over there. But if I just take a glance at the TVP, I have all my special markers for my loaners in different colors, specific colors. And it says what loaner, and that way the technician knows. I also have a special marker that says, hey, like for Thursday, because again, with advisors trying to be the best that they can and trying to stay really, really busy and take in as much as they can, because, you know, you want to, right? Under promise, over deliver. There's that, that saying, right? Where take the car in. Yes, take it in. And then say, I probably won't have answers till Thursday and then get them answers on Wednesday because you know that that's when you'll actually get them answers or maybe you do have to do Thursday and it is still what you said. So there's under promise over deliver. I can't stress that enough as far as being an advisor. Um, so there's yeah. also um, another use case that I see quite often and I'm going to ask you if you run into this is that, you know, there's different type of customers that come into your shop. We've got new customers. We've got people that are VIP customers. We got people that are what I call uh, time bandits. And so <laughs> do you use any kind of a markers to go ahead and define visually for everybody, you know, a customer type, you know, a new customer might be handled totally different than a, a, 
you know, a long-term customer that, you know, you're going to put flowers on their dashboard when they leave. Yep. I have a title that says that's for new customers. I have one that's for uh, existing customers. And then I have one that says ASAP. Um, gosh, I have to go through all my special markers that we have, but we oh, we're going to do, we're going to do that in a minute. <laughs> we do, we do have special markers to make sure that they know. And then on the tech view, we prioritize it and make sure that that customer is going to be really taken care of. And, and most people know by looking at the history of the work, because the technicians do like to open up the history tab and see what we've done, of course. And so when you, I, and Sarah, you know, we got together and had a meeting before this to go ahead and prepare, we talked about, you know, trying to go ahead and come up with a, a time in minutes on average per repair order that could be saved across, you know, a day, week, or, or month to go ahead and actually do this. And we come up with a number of, you know, visually saving, you know, about 10 minutes per repair order. So is that a number you're still comfortable with? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. So if you, and I encourage everybody that's listening to kind of do the math on their own, you know, based on their own shop and their own, own volume and so on. But to me, if we take $4 per minute and you got 10 repair orders per day, that's $400 in gross sale opportunity that's available, you know, to go ahead and actually produce. And, you know, if you got 50 vehicles that come through your shop in a day, it's even more. So, you know, I encourage you to go ahead and just do some math for your own shop and um, maybe go ahead and chat in and let us know if, you know, what number is in your shop and, you know, what your opportunity is to go ahead and recover. And so, and that's just using one tool that we're talking about. We're just talking about the visuals created to the marker and, you know, if a technician and a service advisor, anybody in the shop can walk over to today's vehicle page, the technician can see it on their tablet, those are all time savings. And that's where that you know, calculation is of you know, all the things that can go wrong that are prevented from going wrong just by using some visual clues. And again, you know, it's simple and some of them can be automated and we'll talk about that a little bit later. So we also wanna talk about technicians interrupts and um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and ask you to go back into the past again and, you know, talk about, you know, things that would go ahead and interrupt the technician going through the shop. And, you know, one of the biggest ones that I see is interrupting is, you know, updates on the vehicle. You know, a customer calls and asks, you know, how my vehicle, where are you at? Um, you know, how much more you got to go? Can you go ahead and fit me in today? Um, you know, things like that. So talk about, you know, way back when, and then, you know, talk about some of the things that you've, you're doing today. Well, one of my dad's, my boss, his biggest pet peeve is a customer calling in. Yeah, the boss is a customer calling in wonder what, wondering what the status of the car is. That is like, he never wants to hear about that phone call or especially see a voicemail of it either. So there, there's just these procedures that we put in place that that there's so many notes. We have so many notes everywhere. We have notes on our POS system. We have tasks on our TVP, which is so nice. I love that task manager on the TVP. You can really use it to make sure that things do get done, whether that's you or one of the service advisors. Um, but uh, it, yeah, in the past, it, it was uh, what, uh, I'm using a different type of oil on this car or where's the oil filter or what kind of oil filter like oh boy that's another that's another one that we need to just make very very clear and like in the in the morning get everything prepared and ready so that we're interrupting the technicians a whole lot less 
So those are communications that, you know, as far as, you know, who, what, when, where, and why I need an oil filter and stuff like that. We handle that through, through the chat system now um, in different ways. But how about interrupts that were just to go and find the progress on the vehicles? You know, how far along are you? Um, can you talk a little bit about what you used to do in the past and now how at a glance you can look at the TVP and, and see where they're at? And you had also mentioned that when it comes to, you know, the, the red, yellow, and green bars are your favorite. And, you know, we talked about, I asked you specifically, I said, how long do you allow that red bar to say not active in your shop? <laughs> So no activity is a big, huge no-no. If I see it on there for even 0.2, I'm like, what the heck is going on? Either their tablet messed up or something because they need to be clocked into something. We have those TE times. So if he's cleaning the floor, it should say shop clean or something like that. Um, but yeah, be, but before um, Autovitals, which was eight years ago, <laughs> we had the clipboards that we go dispatch work to. And like, I had no clue. Plus I was newer at the time. As an advisor, I was like, hey, how much longer you got on this? I couldn't just walk out there and judge by looking at the job that he was do doing and knowing how far along he was. I wasn't able to do that. But now with tech view and, and seeing the green bar, I like green across the whole TVP is like, whoo, we love to see that. We love to see the most numbers up there build for each technician or what they have to come. And then it starts to get yellow. And then we're like, okay, let's... Um, let's wait a little bit longer. And if it starts to get further along, we're going to say, we're going to find out if he's almost done or not. And then once it starts to get to red, we're going to ask him what the issue was, you know, did we need to add extra labor? Was there an issue that you ran into, you know, what's going on? So, and I recently hired a production manager and boy, he is all over that. And how, and I asked my guys, I asked my service advisors and my production guy, I said, can you even imagine doing work and working on customers' cars without the TVP. They, they're like, no, there's no way I could go to another shop that didn't have auto vials and, and be able to be a great advisor. Like, this is such a special tool for us and a special tool for the customers, you know? Like, oh, sweet, that car is going to be done. It's going to be done on time or it's going to be done early. The customer's going to be so happy. Now I have time to clean it or wash it or whatever, you know, you have to do, quality control it. And then- um, So in the past, you know, we had to go ahead and do all this stuff manually. So we had work order racks and we'd arrange them and we'd hope the technician would grab the right one. And oftentimes we'd look over there and the fourth one down was pulled out of the rack and gone. Um, we obviously didn't have the ability for that work order rack to update the you know amount of hours done and the amount of hours due at the top of it. So we used to use a whiteboard or even a spreadsheet sometimes. And we used to have to manually go and do that. And what happened is we, and you tell me if you have experienced this, is that you found yourself having to walk through the shop constantly to go ahead and ask everybody what's going on. And that's an interrupt for the technician that can lead yep. to them missing a step on something, not talking bolt down, whatever. Mm -hmm. But every one of them interrupts and, and talking with you and Sarah, you know, we, we talked about every time a technician's interrupted, you know, at least being five to seven minutes before they can go ahead and be refocused on what they're doing. So does that, is that number still seem appropriate? Yeah, definitely. And, and yeah, you got to let your technician stay in that groove and get in that groove. And then, and then some people might be thinking, oh, well, you know, maybe auto vitals, you know, can be a disruption because my guys go in and they take pictures during the work. And then after the work is completed too. Um, 
And speaking of interruptions, speaking of interruptions, um, they can complete each job, but so they're going to go take their picture after they're done because that's all standard. But guess what? That is in their groove now. It's not a disruption anymore for them to do those things. They made that part of their job and part of what they're doing. It, it comes so naturally to them now <clears throat> that when they're doing um, a timing belt, they're doing the timing belt right and they're pulling it off. They're going to go grab their tablet, going to go grab some parts, take some pictures, put the tablet back, then go grab their parts. It's, it's seriously now a part of like a timing belt job for them to incorporate the tablet into it. So it's not a disruption anymore if anybody thinks that it might be. And then that way he can be like, all right, I'm 50% done now on the, on the time belt. He could do that while he just took that picture because his, his tablet is right there in his hand. And then the advisors get to see that. Sweet, he's halfway done. Oh, sweet, look at those pictures. I can edit it or tell the customer, hey, everything's going good. Give them an update. That things are still going really well. Um, if you're not utilizing, you know, Autovitals fully to its potential, I, I highly suggest you do. There's so much to it. And, and it does take a while to get into... The, the groove of doing it. And there's so much to it. You don't have to be like, oh, I got to do all of it right at once. You know, there's, there's steps that you take. And I highly suggest doing it as a team too. We all agreed as a team that this is best practice for our shop to do it this way, is, is to take pictures during the job. It, it has actually saved our butts uh, in, in the past sometimes. Like, oh, this wasn't there when, you know, when before Butt saving is always important for sure. And so we had talked about on average between you and Sarah that you you estimated that your technicians can, you know, throughout the day, they would average about one interrupt every 20 to 30 minutes. And, and that's a lot of interrupts, but, you know, I've been in a shop environment. I know that that number is pretty high. So there's a, it creates a lot of room for problems to go ahead and, and occur. And so on an average day, that really adds up to a lot. So if you take and go ahead and do that on a shop, if those are their numbers, you know, we're talking about, you know, two plus hours every day that could be used for production. And, and right now we're just talking about the technicians, you know, getting them to where they can spend that time to go and produce more. Mm -hmm. And so I'd really like to go ahead and, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, the, the $4 per technician minute. So that's, you know, part and labor sales combined that should, yeah. you know, be part of the hourly sales. And what I'd like to do is go down and talk a little bit about the service advisor, because, you know, in the past, they had to go ahead and, and run around and ask questions and blah, blah, blah in the past. And, you know, when they did that, normally it was at the expense of going ahead and doing something else. So they, they deemed it was more important to go ahead and get these customers' questions answered, keep things going through the shop. So what they did is they kind of traded off and they didn't do certain other things like maybe estimating everything the technician found, maybe you know, doing some exit scheduling to make sure that customer came back in and they didn't have to keep trolling for new fish in the, um, the consumer pond and things like that. So can you talk about a little bit about, you know, the past and, you know, what the visual communications, and I don't want to get so much into the chat so much right now as, as far as the visual clues that you have on the today's vehicle page to actually save that service rider some time in and again, you know, you and Sarah had talked about the average amount of time per repair order. So if you would walk through that, and then how did you repurpose that time? So to me, when, when a service advisor says that they don't have time for something like that, it's really like that wasn't a priority to them, or they're not utilizing the tools that we have given them uh, properly. But there, there's been a lot of, I, we have saved so much time with 
the way that we operate now. So, so much time where we actually get intimate time with, with the customer, but it was, it was a challenge at first. There was, you know, I had a, a paper inspection that we used to do and I used to have to try to decipher a bunch of check marks and technicians handwriting and and like I don't know what the sway bar bushing looked like that or sorry the control arm bushing which one you know uh did we have to do which one do I have to write an estimate for there was so much back and forth back and forth oh I use this type of fluid not that fluid and there was um way too much time wasted or not the right parts being ordered this has eliminated a lot of it with you know even on the inspection part where the technician says hey I'm gonna need more time because it's rusty or um he's like hey uh, i recommend this pcv valve but it, it's and then he checks off located underneath the intake plenum so man now we know to get the intake gasket too we're not going to just order a pcv valve and not order the intake gasket and then have them do the job and then have it torn apart and be like oh we also need that too that brings that brings up a good question also is is i see a lot of shops they always depend on the service rider to know everything about the vehicle. So the technician says it needs spark plugs. They expect the service rider to know that it needs a throttle body gasket, it needs a plenum gasket, it needs to go ahead and have you know tube seals and so on. Mm -hmm. So do you use the uh, technicians to go ahead and participate in that? I noticed you said that you have them you know give you information as far as extra time needed and so on, but do they go ahead and supply a parts list also? Uh, they they don't need to supply a parts list if they say that like say we're we're looking at spark plugs or we're looking at PCV valve the technician says spark plugs do by mileage or spark plugs worn out or we don't have history of it and then he's also going to scroll just down a little bit and say this requires extra time or this requires intake plenum removal it also requires may require other gaskets and then and then the advisor can look it up while he's doing the estimating and see what else he needs. Or there's a really cool thing on World Pack you do sold with. Okay, what other parts are sold with spark plugs? Oh, intake gaskets and a throttle body gasket. Sweet. So we'll make sure that those are in the estimate. And and even when you might not need a thr throttle body gasket for all those cars that you need to take the intake plenum off or the intake for, um, you're still putting it in your estimate. And guess what? Then you get to take it away and then it's less. So um, there, that's been a huge help to the advisors um, as far as like, just just one little check mark. The technician didn't have to type anything. You didn't have to write anything. Just bam, bam, done. Uh, and then the advisor saw it while he was editing the inspection and doing the write-up. Yeah, one of the things we found in our shop all the time is when we got the technician to go ahead and participate in, you know, giving us in, enough information where we make sure we get all the parts needed the first time, where if there's a question about a labor time, they did it. And we actually took the position and said, look, if you participate in your own destiny, then we can have a discussion before the customer is sold something right. and then we can't increase the labor or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the deal that we had made with them is, listen, look, if you don't participate in your own destiny, then you have no right to complain when things go wrong. So um, that really seemed to go ahead and solve the problem. But um, so besides the communication through chat and the notes on the inspection sheets and so on, the service writer's ability to go ahead and, and answer questions about you know, how far along the technician is on the job and so on, to do all that stuff with the visual or the communication without ever leaving their perch, so to say, mm -hmm. without having to wander through the shop, yep. that's actually helped the service rider go ahead and we talked about on average, maybe about $15 per repair order or 15 minutes per repair order that they can repurpose to go and focus on being a service advisor consultant mm -hmm. rather than an order taker. Absolutely.
Interesting. So let's talk about the adoption a little bit. And, you know, this is going to go back a long time in, in the way back machine, but you also recently changed the TVPX also. So you've had to experience change once again, uh, change for the better. So let's talk about, you know, some of the struggles that you had to go ahead and adopt the first time and then when the change was and how did you overcome more importantly how did you overcome them besides just saying do it <laughs> it's so funny we all saw the demo of it and we're like man that looks really pretty and we saw what the inspection looked like to the customer we're like yeah let's do it and then the day came and these guys are all super used to automobiles like i said eight years now or seven and a half years and then the day came and there was a few things different can we go back i heard i was like are you, it's 11 a.m. You have been using this for three hours. Are you kidding me? Like, come on guys, we need to. So I'm not saying we're perfect and that we're not, you know, all for change. We, we are, but um, there were some struggles at first. And, and I was like, guys, what do we need to learn here? Cause you know, we learned a lot during the demo. Uh, what do we need help with? Let's figure it out. We figured it out together. Oh, okay. Let's, oh, wow look at all those new special markers that are already made or whatever. And then we can change different colors and things like that. And then they started to get excited and they're like, okay, okay, this is great. This, this works way better. It looks better on the tablets. It looks better on the TVP. It looks better to the customer. They just all around liked it a whole lot better, but yeah, I mean, everybody has their challenges at first and, and we just talked about it together. We're like, this is the right thing to do. This is the newest system things this industry changes we have to change with it we have to adapt and move on you know this is so the, so that's your that's your most recent change yeah and what i'd like to do is take you back to the first implementation which is kind of as we like to say like changing the engine on a jetliner while it's in flight so maybe you could go through that a little bit it was so we only did the inspections at first and it was it was definitely a challenge because we were building the inspection, you know, based off of just a basic one that Autovados already had made. And it was really basic. And now I was like, guys, come on, I need you to take pictures. And they weren't like letting the picture focus at first. And then they're like, this is, you know, kind of dumb. And, you know, there was definitely bottles at first, 100%. There was, oh, I don't know how to work that or whatever issues there were. We didn't have good internet all around the whole shop. So we had to, um, we just had to fix it. We, but we were, we were willing to adapt um, as a whole. And then we talked about it all together. I'm like, and what, what my dad, his idea was, was have everybody inspect their own car. So they inspected their own car and then I would edit it. Did we edit it back then? I don't even think we did. <laughs> uh, and then we would send it to them and then they could see what the customers were saying they're like oh, okay so we got more bought in that way but oh boy yeah it was a challenge at first but once once you start showing your team the results of why you're doing what you're doing or what you're switching to that was where it really kind of clicked with them and then once they were a part of oh can you add sway bar links under the strut line because those you know get replaced during struts too oh yeah sure i'll add it to it that was his idea is he going to use that? 100% he's going to use that. And then we talked about it as a team and things like that. When you have your team with you to make these changes or to make these procedures put in place. And remember, this is a non-negotiable. We're not negotiating whether we're using autovitals or not. It was uh, what, what kind of changes are we going to make? You know, and that was the discussion. There was no, no discussion whether we were going to use it or not. 
So the most important thing you just said right there is begin with the why. We are doing this to provide our customers a safe, reliable, and comfortable vehicle to drive in. Yep. We're going to do that by doing an inspection. Mm -hmm. Now that COVID's hit, we've got another one we can add there to okay. keep the customers out of the shop. We don't want them to have to come back there and breathe on us while we're doing a walk around, you know, show and tell with them. So, um, you know, you start with the why you're doing it. What's in it for not only the shop, but what's in it for the customer? What's that customer experience you're trying to create? That's probably the most important. And then the next thing you said that's really important is, is that basically you started getting them to come to you and saying, hey, I really like this here. So, you know, that's one of the things I really like is when the staff starts participating, they say, look, on this topic, if there's a fail, this is the job I expect it to produce. And this is the condition I'm seeing to go ahead and, and actually drive that. When they start doing that, then it's all downhill from there. Yep. So we went from... You know, in the past, eight years ago, you you had to go ahead and change the jet engine while you're in flight. <laughs> and now today, when you change the TVPX, all you had to do is train your crew how to fly a different airplane, yeah. which is a whole whole different mindset. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely different. It was it was funny, though. And it was fun. And we got a, like, I couldn't even imagine going back <laughs> to the other old TVP now. So. I, I remember one time, like in the very beginning, um, I don't know, our computers went down or something like that. And I had to go hand them paperwork orders of what to do. And they're like, they looked at me like, what the heck is this clipboard and this piece of paper doing in my hand right now? And that was only like a year or two in to auto vitals. They didn't even know what to do with a piece of paper. So that's funny. So we had, um, <laughs> you know, we had our issues when we implemented this in our shop and, and, you know, everybody's like, we don't like this. We don't like this. And you know, about six or eight months in or a year in, you know, I've got one of the guys coming up, you know, we had a vehicle hit a pole out in front of the shop and they knocked out the internet and, and other things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he comes up and he's got the plastic sleeve. We put the repair order back in. He comes up and he lays it on my desk and he said, this is broke. I said, what do you mean it's broke? He said, I've been pushing this all day long. And he said, I've been talking to it and it don't type it in there. I said, all right, I get it. So, um, you know, as technicians go, when they start torching you, then then they're really starting to adapt pretty well. Yeah, yeah. And so um, right now, can you go through some of the common things that you do on a daily basis? Do you go ahead and have like a morning meeting where you're, you know, you're dispatching and organizing things, you know, walk through, you know, your arrangement of that technician view and, um, Maybe I could actually go ahead and share a screen here. And um... yeah, I like, I like, so I, I've always had technician view up. That's the only one I've ever used actually. But I like to see the hours, um, what is it? To yet be, to yet to be completed. <laughs> Billable yep. hours for that technician. Um, yes. And then I have, uh, uh, on the far right column is the no tech column. So that's usually cars that are here uh, that we don't know who's going to work on it yet. And I don't know who's going to work on it yet because some of them are close to being done. Um, and yeah. And then, yeah, well, like, why is my guy in red right there right now? I was just looking at that and I'm not quite sure why. Well, I'm, I know you're going to find out. Yes, so, I am. So, what you do is in the morning, you arrange them from top down in order yes. that you want your technicians to work on them. Yep. So just like you used to do in the old metal rack. Yep. And then until something's dispatched, it just remains in the no tech column. Yep. So that way you can see everything that's going on. 
and yeah, now so we the, know it's there. So we know it's here too. And we know it's checked in. We know there's a car over there that can go to someone else. So as soon as someone like completes it and has a green check mark, oh, hey, they need something. Let's put it in his name because he's the one that's available now to do it. Yep. So you got plenty of them. So as a service rider, you can make your decision based on availability, skill set, and also their their you know, how far they're, they're going through the week, you know, you can go ahead and say, well, I've got this job. This person has the skill set to do it. His goal is 11 hours. He's only got three hours approved. He's only got 1.5 hours completed for today. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you know, maybe I can put this next up for him. Whereas this guy here, he's, his goal is eight hours today. He's got 24 hours approved <laughs> and he ain't got anything marked approved for today so far, but you can see he's well into this repair order. You mm -hmm. don't have any availability here. So you can start making these decisions without ever having to talk to anybody. Yep. I thought about locking the door for, because I, I asked my technic or my service advisor, I was like, why are you going out in the shop so much? You're interrupting the technicians and you're away from the front counter. Like we don't need to go out there. We have this tool to use um, that we shouldn't be having to go out there. And we actually talked about it because they knew I was coming on today to talk about technician interruptions. They're like, yeah, we do need to interrupt them less. So I'm not saying that our shop is perfect because it's not, it, it does happen, but we are, we know it happens and we're trying to get better. And my, my service advisors, after the talk that I had with them a few months ago, they do go out there a whole lot less. I was like, why do you need to, you know, I, I was bringing that question up, like what, what was needed exactly. And that's I funny. That's funny. You actually, that's funny. You actually said that because I've got shops right now across the country that they have service advisors that work remotely. Uh -huh. and, the, and the goal was to go ahead and let them work from home to eliminate transportation, give them more time with their families, you know, a whole litany of reasons. Yeah. But the process was, is when you're at the shop and you can work in a closet or whatever all day long without ever having to visibly walk out in the shop or verbally communicate with the technician, then you can go home. We're going to use the metrics to go ahead and measure and make sure that you're you know, staying on target as far as sales, gross profit, and all these other things. And then you don't have to come back to the shop to work in person unless your numbers start dropping. And so that's how they, they've actually been training some remote service advisors. So this is pretty interesting. And, um, you know, I've got some that are using a remote production manager like that. Yeah. And not to say that everybody can do that, but it's just kind of one of those things you can do. I mean, with all the vitals, this should be doable. We've talked about it as advisors. We've said, man, well, this is something we could do from, from home, like doing this. But I mean, we all like the social part of work and we, we do have a good time here. And yeah, maybe a little bit more productive here too. <laughs> so unlike the metal rack that a technician used to go by and grab three or four tickets at a time and you'd have to go out there and look to see what repair order they're working on and they work them in the right order, um, you know, Obviously, we can look at the green bar and see that they're, they're making tracks on what they're doing. But this little icon right here that shows you that they've got the repair order open. Can you tell me how you use that in their shop, in your shop, to make sure they're working on the top one or two repair orders in the order the service riders arrange to go and satisfy the customer's needs? Right. Well, as you can see, it's all the cars are in order there on that screen. And as you can see, too, on the top of his list, you can see the RO number that he's clocked into. OK, that is the one at the very top. The three, eight, three, five, seven. He knows. Yep, he's in it and he's been on it for two point four hours and he's got nine point nine hours of work to do. Yep. So in the past, like I said, in the metal racks, you know, 
if the technician had two or three tickets, we'd never know what they're working on. So here it's just as simple as them having a repair order open. And what I really like is for a service advisor, when they're looking at this, you know, this next number here tells them that, you know, the number of jobs not performed yet versus the total number of jobs. So 15 jobs haven't been completed yet out of, out of 17 that were on there. And you can see that only 0.1 hours is finished out of 9.9. .9. So there's an incredible amount of information that's here on the screen for the service writer to be able to see at a glance without ever having to leave their perch and go ask anybody. Yep. And it's so nice that, that you can just hover over those things and find out what it means and what it is if you forget or whatever, training a new advisor, hey, just hover over it and you'll find out what those numbers mean. And so when we're talking about doing everything with visuals, what I'd like to do is, is actually, you know, you can see that a lot of them are being used in your shop, but what I'd like to do is hit this plus sign here and you go through and tell me some of these that you have here and how you're using them to go ahead and, and save time with the visuals. Yeah, so you have like cars here with green, I mean, it's been here before. Um, blue down, you know, third one down. Blue is new, is what we made a long time ago. It actually used to be a blue clipboard. <laughs> that meant a new customer to the guys with the paperwork order. Um, so blue is new. Yeah, we know that that customer has L L1 if they have uh, the purple tile on there. The waiter, I made it nice and bright and, it, and I absolutely 100% use that countdown because I wanna know exactly how long that they've been here. Um, come back, obviously we don't wanna see that on the screen, but that we always make sure that that goes to our-, our So your waiter, I see you've got it set at 120 minutes. So you're saying that, you know, your average customer, you expect them to be handled from, you know, to a point where they're communicated back within 120 minutes or less. And what happens when that actually expires? You know, does a, a bell go off? What happens? What's the visual clue that a service rider needs to find out what went wrong? They should, well, it's at the very top of the list on the TVP. And like I said, they don't ever close out TVP on any of their screens. So they, that, that everybody knows to pay attention to that tile specifically. And we know that we have a waiter there and they know how long that they've been waiting and that they need to be kind of a priority if you had them wait here and how much longer you have like, oh man, it's down to 60 minutes. That means they've been here for an hour already and I still don't have answers for them. Let me at least give them an update and tell them, you know, hey, cool. uh, the technician is done. I'm just editing the inspection and I'm writing you up prices and then let's go over it together shortly. Cool. So basically, you know, this is going to, whatever you set it for initially, you know, it's going to be there. That's going to be your default. You can set it to whatever you want. So if a service writer says, I'm going to have your information in 15 minutes, you can set this. Yeah. It's going to count down. It's going to start flashing when yep. that time actually gets there. It's not going to take a hammer out of your, your monitor and roll up and beat you on the head, but it's <laughs> going to start flashing and then it's going to start counting up. So these are all good visuals to understand what's going on. Um, Here's one that you have for your, your loaners that you have. I better uncheck that because it doesn't have a loaner. You know, customer needs a ride. Yep. Um, you've got, um, I think I've seen a shuttle over here. Yeah, and then going to vehicle. Yeah, that's our leaf. All right, what the hell is a leaf? That's our Nissan leaf. Okay. <laughs> our car, our that's electric a, car. Okay, I forgot you guys are way up And then I, I think there is some special tiles under vehicle too, maybe. Yeah, and we're going we're gonna to go ahead okay. and get, get there also. So, you know... I see your one that said do not start, so they know they better go ahead and, and bring Bubba from the back with them because yep. they're going to have to push it in. <laughs> um, your wheel lock locations, your yep. toe in, so they know it was dragged in. Um, <laughs> no start. 
Um, <laughs> I thought I see one here that says do not start, but that may have been in somebody else's store. Oh, so yeah, that's letting left. everybody know. Oh yeah, do not start. So yep, that way, you know, your junior GS doesn't go out there and start it up when you only have one opportunity to go in and, and hear that okay. noise. Yep, yep. And then we got the parts category here, you know, expected in, expected at, um, car wash, which I assume in your case is a sublet unless you're washing them in the house. Uh, sometimes. And then we've got, you know, a bunch of them in, in the work order section that, you know, the, these are what I was talking about earlier where we said they're tied to, you know, equipment usage. And here, you know, you can have them here and you could actually if you've got service packages or jobs in there that are for you know wheel alignment or so, you can actually choose them. So anytime that job's on a repair order, it goes ahead and adds this marker automatically. Mm -hmm. So these are all real nice visuals to go ahead and have there and be able to use. And then you've even got more of them down below here. Yeah, these are what show up in the tech view. Someone just asked. Yes, tech view and on the technician's tablet so the technician you know per repair order they can see that without any change and i don't want to save changes because um i mean what do you guys say is the best practice bill for for using auto vitals and tvp as an advisor are you, are you saying tech view or the other view or both or so uh, i actually use three different views okay is what i recommend so i'm using technician view because i know that my labor inventory, if it's managed managed properly, yep. that's going to go ahead and make the most people in the shop happy and most money, revenue. And my yep. labor is my highest gross profit item. And the only thing I have that expires every time that clock text the next, hits the next minute. Right. And I'm going to make my arrangements for the technician's day here. Then I'm going to use workflow view. So to me, workflow view is specifically to go ahead and put the fires out for the service advisor because they can go ahead and arrange this however they, what they want based on the workflow. And mm -hmm. they can arrange these in the order that they need to work with them without any effect on the technician's order. So if a service writer has got, you know, they may have a whole bunch of them here they need to write estimates on mm -hmm. and have one that they better get done before noon o'clock or they can't get parts today. The service writer can arrange these in the order they get them to knock out and they can work down this list from here. And then I'll also do one more that shows incoming appointments. So that way I've got today's appointments, last week's no-shows, and then the prior two days. So that way, you know, my service writer, they always work on the labor inventory first from the technician view. They work on the workflow view to put out fires before they flare up. And then when they, all the fires are under control and everything else, then they go over to the incoming appointments preset and they can go ahead and make sure their days are full for upcoming days. So you know, I've got three di three different views that I typically work with. Gotcha. Hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, absolutely. And so to me, you know, a smart marker should be used any time that something could occur over multiple workflow steps. So, you know, a, par a vehicle could be in work in progress and it could still be waiting for parts. So it doesn't need to be in parts ordered on hold but the technician really know, needs to know that parts are ordered and they're coming in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then there's one other marker that we didn't cover that's one of my favorites, which is the one that says alert technician. And it's probably down here. And what I really like about this is you can put up to 350 characters in here. And when it goes to the technician's tablet, it's gonna go ahead and pop up in a box and interrupt them. 
where they could go ahead and actually open it and read it or dismiss it. But if the service writer comes in here and changes this the least little bit, then it will update. So I have a lot of shops that will use this for, I ordered parts from so-and-so. I talked to Bubba, they'll be here on a, on a specific day. So that way the technicians got, you know, really good information on it. But the service writer, anybody can go up to the today's vehicle page, hover over that yellow icon and be able to have that same information without asking anybody. So it just um, saves a lot of time. So, you know, those markers are really important to go ahead and use and, and say, save over time. So, um, you know, we've covered a lot of ground. Uh, you shared a lot of information. And I guess the question I would have for you, because we're, you know, running up, we got about nine minutes left. What I'd like to do is, is have you tell me the top three things that you would like to encourage somebody to use visually and then maybe even go ahead if there's if you actually learned anything today go ahead and share with them what you learned i like visually 100% use these these special markers and and talk about it with your team and even maybe make them with your team i mean look at them some of my guys made the little skull thing for a no start or whatever like a little devil thing or whatever like we had fun with it when we did it make these changes with your team and then get everybody on board like oh yeah and and show them that it makes sense because everyone wants to see results of the changes that they're making right everybody wants to see the results so show them that and that it works um i would say that's one of the biggest things and and really like utilize auto vitals to its fullest potential and i'm not saying doing it all at once you know learn something get it down good get it down good as a team and have everybody bought in and then and then move on to the next thing that you want them to start implementing and some sometimes when you kind of overload them with so many changes like things get missed right so let's perfect things one at a time we have this Very specialty good. awesome tool that you have like use it <laughs> it's it's so helpful and this is you know we're in this fast fast growing industry you know we got self-driving cars nowadays like we need to also stay up with times and be the best that we can and utilize the tools that we have specifically too um yeah so if we had to break this down the most important thing is when you start out with your team is the why make sure they understand more importantly what's in it for for your and i'm not going to call them customers anymore so you know, I always like to define the difference between a customer and a client. A customer is somebody that will come in, negotiate with you, use your time or whatever. And then it's a service writer's job to turn them into a client, which is somebody that comes to you, asks you to consult with them about their needs for their vehicle and go on. So the service writer's job is, is to go ahead and, and use the tools to turn customers into clients. And then you know, the why is also not only what's in it for the customer, but what's in it for the shop, you know, reduce interruptions to the technician, you know, maybe they don't miss torquing a wheel back on or, or whatever, um, you know, give the service writer more time to focus on the customer, maybe more time to go ahead and, and source better quality parts, whatever it might be. And then the last thing is to go ahead and get them to work with you, the whole entire staff together to start working on the how, you know, we're going to define this marker. This is when we're going to use it. This is what it's going to look like. This is what we expect it to go ahead and accomplish for us and so on. So, you know, the why, the what is, what's in it for everybody. And then, you know, start working on the how. 
And I think really when it comes to training, if, if everybody understands the why we're doing it first and then the what's in it for them, and then they're asked to participate, it's a lot more effective than, than Brittany going out there and saying, do this or die. <laughs> Although they could be afraid of you, I don't know. But I, I, think, <laughs> no. I think that you've got some warm and fuzzy, but you, you, know, you, you can probably be direct when you have to. That's true. That's very, very true. But yeah, like, I mean, just like you said, having them being a part of these changes like you're not negotiating again you're not negotiating with them whether you're doing it or not you're negotiating whether you want to have a star or a square or or you want it pink or red you know those are the ne negotiables that you're talking about with the type of markers you know specifically so, so according to Brittany, long-term success is not negotiable it's mandatory yes awesome yeah. <laughs> well, take that negotiation like to something else make them right. think that they're negotiating Oh yeah, colors. Hmm, let me think about it. Blue. No, let's do red. You know, that's what they're negotiating. Oh. Well, I'd really like to thank you for coming in here and sharing with us today. Um, I hope everybody will join in with me and um, wishing uh, Sarah well and hoping her voice returns because um, you know she's got a lot to say and I, I'd really like to hear from her in, in sign language isn't good. Um, you know, our chief innovation officer is out innovating today somewhere, and um, I'm sure he'll be back to go ahead and keep me in line next week and. After all, he did leave me unattended. So, you know, this is the result we get. Um, I'd like to encourage people to go to the Digital Shop Talk Radio and register and attend live. It's always really good when people can ask questions live. Although we didn't have a lot of questions asked live today, that, that's okay. That means Brittany did a, a great job sharing information. And I'd also like to encourage you to go out there and, and, and find somebody else that's a, a shop owner or manager or something out in, in the marketplace and invite them to join, you know, send them a link to a, a recording or ask them to go ahead and join live or whatever, you know, take, take that time to go seek somebody out and help them go ahead and, you know, get on board and start, you know, improving the industry. And if we got to do it one, one, one person at a time, that's okay. But, um, you know, over the last year, you know, we started out, I started out working with Autobots in 2013, you know, we've had really strong growth and now it's getting to the point where, Everybody realizes that, you know, this is where the industry is going. So now we've got this exponential growth going on. You know, the sooner you go ahead and help prop up everybody else in your neighborhood, um, you know, the sooner we can go ahead and get rid of a, a lot of the low price leaders. And again, you know, let's go ahead and use the technology to go ahead and wow our customers, turn customers into clients, because there's a lot of difference between the two. And, you know, I'm sure we can go ahead and, and talk about that at length, but, um, I'd like to go ahead and wish everybody a, a great day and go out there and wow your, wow your customers and turn them into clients. Do you have anything else you'd like to add, Brittany? No, thank you for having me, though. Appreciate it. Awesome. Once again, I'd like to thank you and have a great day, and I'm sure we'll be seeing more of you in the future if, if you're willing. Absolutely. <laughs> and say how, to ride, say how to ride for me. Okay, well. I think he's out viewing uh, some faces carved into a mountain. <laughs> yes, he's, he is in Mount Rushmore right now. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right, be safe. Okay. Thank you.